Hello, welcome to Toxic to Triumph. My name is Matthew Pfeiffer. I am your host. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs. What are limiting beliefs? Why is it so important to get over our limiting beliefs? Today's conversation is going to be with guest Anita Ladani out of Miami, Florida. So I'm looking forward to having this conversation and I will talk to you soon. Hello, everyone. Thank you. And welcome to Toxic to Triumph. Welcome back. I should say we took a little bit of a break and we are back. We have a very special guest today with us. We have Anita Ladani and her and I connected on TikTok. And uh, I absolutely love the content that she's putting out. Someone that, uh, that I'm associated with actually sent me her information and I absolutely fell in love with everything that you do. And you can find out more information about her and the things that she does at anitaladani.com. And I'll have that in the show notes as you guys. Um, and she's an LCSW based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, for, so for, for those of you who are in Florida. And what is your TikTok handle if they want to see you on TikTok? Same, my first Same name, thing. my last name. Okay, everybody. you're like me. You keep it, keep it simple and keep it easy. Yeah, so uh, Anita talks about and specializes in limiting beliefs and trauma. And uh, you've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of things in terms of spirituality on TikTok and things like that. And I, I don't want to speak for you. I'll let you talk about that during the during the um, during the the show. Um, but thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for opening up your time to us. And uh, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and a little bit about what you do. I don't want to I don't want to take uh, take your glory. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm a little nervous, like I told you today. It's okay. I usually don't get nervous, but I'm a little nervous, so I'm going to try not to stumble. Uh, so my name is Anita Ladani. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm also an energy practitioner. I cannot coin that term just because I didn't know what else. I didn't quite feel comfortable calling myself a healer because mm-hmm. to me, God, creator, universe is the ultimate healer. Right. We're just mere humans, but um, I feel blessed to you know, be able to do that kind of work using different modalities that are that are in my toolbox mm-hmm. and so that's what i do awesome thank you very much for being on again and when we when we were talking we were talking a lot about limiting beliefs and when you know for the general person who's listening online what is a limiting belief so a limiting belief is basically just a belief that limits you, you know, to play on words, to state the obvious. When we're growing up, um, you know, our our subconscious is basically like a blank state. And our subconscious is 90% of our, our conscious is nine, our conscious brain is nine, uh, 10%. And so when we're, when we're growing up and say somebody says something to us, you know, hey, you know, we, you, they may just make a passing comment, you know, our parents, our teachers, whatever, um, we accept that to be truth. And when we accept that to be the truth, it plants a belief in our subconscious. Mm-hmm. And over time, as you know, other people may either add to it, um, it just reinforces that belief. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's a positive, positive belief or whether it's a negative belief, you know, hey, you're an amazing athlete, 
oh yeah, I believe that about myself. Or, hey, you're an amazing artist. Yeah, I believe that about myself. Oh, you know, you're not a very good speaker. You know, I believe that about myself. Whatever it is, your subconscious doesn't judge. Your subconscious is designed. The primary role of your subconscious is to keep you, whatever is you, safe and secure. It doesn't judge. It's like a high security waltz. So good, bad, and different. I'm going to take care of everything that is, uh, that is Anita. And that's what the subconscious does. So when uh, I'm sure that a lot of people who are listening to this, that's really resonating with them because a lot of people who are listening to this have dealt with, you know, abusive, toxic, narcissistic people in particular parents. And they've Mm -hmm. probably said a lot of uh, limiting, a lot of things that have limited their beliefs through criticism, that sort of thing. And so it sounds like the criticisms that we hear both good and bad, I shouldn't say just criticisms, um, they, they attach to us. We attach to it through our subconscious and then we end up playing those things out. Uh, what happens when someone, so going to your example of you're a good athlete and someone challenges that or, or you think your limiting belief is that you're a bad athlete and someone tells you the opposite, what does that look like? How does that play out? Well, we negate that. We don't believe that, mm-hmm. you know? We don't believe that. We, we go, oh, no, 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 we're not. And then we seek out validation for what we do believe, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, so the, the, but the more important thing is how do you change that? Mm-hmm. Because what, what we, once we realize that we actually can change our limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. uh, because it's just about accessing, accessing the subconscious mind, that's really where the power lies, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, Getting the way you change your subconscious is by accessing, opening up the critical window, which is, which opens up either during a theta brainwave or when we're in a highly emotional state, which is why some of the most powerful, you know, uh, sessions you've had with your therapist is when you've been crying, mm-hmm. you know, you've been crying and you're highly emotional and the therapist says something and boom, wow, you heard that because the critical window was open. Another way to do it is through theta healing, you know, where the practitioner, you know, as a theta healer myself, I can put myself in a theta brainwave and command. And since you give me permission, because again, you have free will, creator universe source has given us all free will. So I can't change anything or, you know, do anything on your behalf unless you give me consent. And that's another way where limiting beliefs can change like this, as long as the digging work is done and you've given me consent and yeah, and, and so it sounds like you have to be open to that change as well. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, this is why, you know, I do theta healing on my lives. But, you know, yes, there's limits to that because you may, on a, on a conscious level, you may want that. Mm-hmm. But depending on how deeply that subconscious belief is embedded in you, mm-hmm. that's where the individual sessions are really important because you have to get to the source of where that limiting belief comes from. And you have to sort of pull it out from that root. Mm-hmm. And so you can wish for it, you know, all you want, but it won't change unless you really clear what the original limiting belief is. Let's talk about that original limiting belief briefly. Uh, let's say that someone has a background or a history of someone continuously reinforcing that limiting belief, either someone or a series of people consistently saying that over a period of time, is it still about getting down to the original one or is it, and so it sounds like this could be a process. No, it's, it's literally. So the example that, you know, was given to us is 
Um, you know, like in the in the olden in the olden days, back in the day when you would go to the grocery store and you would have this display of cans, like say soup or whatever they were selling, and you would have you know cans just kind of lining up in a pyramid with the mm -hmm. one on top. Yeah. Well, if you were to invert that and have that single can at the bottom and everything else stacked up on top of it, think of it. Think of your limiting belief as a can as that display. So you have to get to that bottom. It doesn't matter how much is on top. You know, once you pull that bottom limiting belief, you get to that, all of that stuff disappears. It's amazing. You don't recognize, mm -hmm. you don't realize how quickly change can happen. So it's quite freeing. What happens, you know, I, I talk to people, I know you've, you've probably talked to people who say that they don't remember their childhood or they don't remember a certain section of their life because it was so traumatic. Mm -hmm. But that may be where the limiting belief happens. Mm -hmm. how, how does that play out? What, what do you encourage people to do or what happens in those type of scenarios? So, you know, our, our subconscious is really protective of us, you know, and so, yes, we may bury or we may compartmentalize certain memories just because they're too painful. When we're old enough um, to not so much age, but when we, when our subconscious goes, she can handle it now, you know, she's still going to fall apart, but she can handle it now versus when she was younger, it'll come up, we'll remember it, or it may come up in therapy. There's, of course, you know, I'm also a hypnotherapist. So there's ways to go there quite easily, you can do it, you know, uh, you can go back to that age or whatever, and it'll come up and then you can release it that way. And once it comes up to the surface, then you can address it in many different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once that a lot of people ask me all the time, how do I know when I've actually healed or how, how do I know when it's actually taken place? What are some signs that someone can tell that that limiting belief has, is gone, has healed, um, and when they're actually able to kind of move forward? When you don't respond the same way that you used to. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, for me if I can talk about a piece of my life that normally I would fall apart, but now I can talk about it, I heal from it. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, having said that, understand that our, our subconscious, we are like onion, you mm -hmm. know, we're like onion, there's layers to us. And so when I heal certain layers, so I'm a sexual abuse survivor myself, and I've done a lot of work over it with all the different modalities, starting from NLP 25 years ago, which is when it first sort of came up to my awareness that, I mean, I knew I was, but I didn't realize the impact of mm -hmm. the sexual abuse that I had experienced. I dealt with it then, and I was okay for a good 15 years, and then it came up again. And so mm -hmm. I dealt with it again using uh, whatever modality it was then, it, and I was fine. And then when I was learning EFT about three years ago, it came up again. I was like, are you kidding me? I thought I was done with it. Mm -hmm. So again, obviously, I'm okay now. But does that mean it may come up again? It may, and that's mm -hmm. fine, yeah. you know. When it comes up, you deal with it, but then you're okay until a deeper layer needs to come up. Why, what makes people, when that comes up again, what makes people try to avoid dealing with it, even though they may have dealt with it in the past? Is it, is it shame? Is it guilt? Is it um, just they know how hard the work is going to be? Is it just not being ready? What, what, what does that look like whenever you're, when someone just doesn't want to deal with it? I mean, all of the above, mm -hmm. you know, this healing stuff is not an easy road and it's not a pretty business. Mm -hmm. They shit it hard. You know, yeah. it's 
crying and it's painful and it's gut-wrenching and it's depression and anxiety and you're triggered. And I mean, it's, and it's a lonely job, you know, it's mm -hmm. a lonely journey. Your best friend cannot help you in this, mm -hmm. even if they, with all their good intentions, you got to do the work yourself. Yeah. So it's painful, you know, and, and people usually tend to avoid pain. Nobody goes mm -hmm. in towards a, you know, pain willingly. I mean, firefighters do, you know, they jump right. and God bless them for that. But mm -hmm. uh, no, I mean, yeah. And, and when you, you mentioned a topic that people ask me about all the time, the fact that this road is so lonely and going back to something you said about your, your best friend can't help. A lot of times your best friend or even your family members will actually turn their back on you when you're going through this healing. And, and do, you, do you see that a lot? What does that, what does that journey look like for a lot of people? Um, I don't know. I don't, I haven't really had that experience mm -hmm. myself. I mean, you know, I'm really blessed to have, an amazing family support and incredible friends who really want to be there for me. But again, I realize, you know, I'm different, but I know a lot of people have very toxic environments they grow up in and, and you can't heal in the same environment that you were inflicted right. was inflicted in. Um, so, I mean, you know, you're going to have to set boundaries and, and cut some people out. And sometimes it's necessary because exactly. sometimes people, a lot of people don't realize that you're healing a lot of times threatens them because they know that they're what they're doing is either wrong or that they, and if they're not ready and they see that uh, it's common, like, you know, I, I always see this and I always hear about this when someone is going for a promotion and then your promotion actually threatens them because they know they weren't working hard this entire time. Right. And then, then they start making excuses. Well, you just got it because I know you, you know who you were with and you know uh, you were sucking up and you're brown nosing this entire time. And, um, so they make, they make up all sorts of excuses whenever they start seeing you down a healing journey. Yeah. So people, people love to be able to say, oh, poor Anita, look at her. She's really struggling. Oh, I'm, I, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And there, but the minute Anita starts doing well, oh, who does she think she is? Mm -hmm. You know, oh, what, oh, oh, she's all that. And then some, no, no, no. Look at her with the attitude, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's this, they're okay being the helper, but they cannot be it's that whole, you know, you can't see someone rising, you know, and doing better than you because then mm -hmm. it challenges and, and puts perspective and you got to check your game. And like you said, you're not willing to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we talk about limiting beliefs and when you're coming out of, I mean, obviously, you know, that I, I, I'm going to try to mirror or not mirror, but um, put together my world and your world, what I do and what you do together. A lot of people I deal with, struggle with a lot of limiting beliefs coming out of a toxic relationship and then they're ready they're ready mentally to move on and start dating and start meeting new people start meeting new friends and then those limiting beliefs from all the criticisms that they've heard in the past from their toxic relationships are still all the criticism you're no good you've gained weight you've done this you've done that Right. Um, or sometimes a lot of times people feel like they're the toxic and they're abusive one because of the things that, that, that they were told. Or you're a terrible mother. Um, and then they meet someone that's healthy. And those limiting beliefs start to creep right back up. You know, um, what, what does have you had any experience with that, with with people you work with and or, you know, personal in your personal journey, anything like that? I think I think the key is that, you know, if and when you end a relationship, um, the normal tendency is to want to jump into something, 
Okay, and I get it. Been there, done that, guilty mm-hmm. of that. You know, and I think that it's important to understand why we do that. Yeah, we do that because we need to know that we still got it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I put myself out there immediately just because I didn't think I still had it. Yeah, like eight months, six months ago, and. Really quickly, I realized I have it. Okay, that's good. But I also have all the garbage that I come with, mm-hmm. you know, on that. So that's when, you know, once I realized, okay, I had it, you have it. Everyone has it. I don't care who you are. I don't care what, how old you are, what your bank balance is. I don't care what size shoes or clothes you are. You have it. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is to pause and really just sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with family. Surround yourself with friends, you know, um, but go to therapy, you mm-hmm. know a group, read some books, spend some time alone and really sit with yourself and allow yourself because the stuff is going to come up regardless. Mm -hmm. And it's when it comes up is when you need to start to address it. But, you know, give yourself six months to a year, I would say, Mm -hmm. right? To really just do the work and figure out, I mean, you're not ever going to be completely healed. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always going to have stuff you're working in. So it's not like you got to wait for your ideal self to get into another relationship because it is what you know, it is. Yeah, we all we we all have certain elements to us. No one, there's no such thing as the perfect person. And you know, with that being said, when um, with this being like more of a healing journey, and a lot of times people end up losing patience for themselves because they're not at a certain point that they feel like that 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 they should be out in their healing journey. When we talk about a journey versus like a destination that we're trying to get to. Like how, how do you differentiate between that gap where you say, give yourself a little bit more time and okay, I'm not perfect, but it's time to get back out there and either date or meet new, meet new people. And uh, what does, what does that look like? So I think the, I, I, you know, it it may sound like a cliche because, you know, a lot of these things that I live by are. I don't even know what they're called, but they're sayings, you know, they're mm-hmm. quotes. You know, I, I do believe that we are exactly where we need to be at any mm-hmm. given time. And, you know, again, it's just the, the key is don't be so hard on yourself. Stop mm-hmm. judging yourself. Okay, so, you know, the minute I left, you know, I, I got out of the last relationship, immediately I got back online. Mm-hmm. I knew I shouldn't have. I know better. I teach mm-hmm. this stuff, but I did it knowing I needed that validation, knowing I was not ready, mm-hmm. Okay. But then I forgave myself and I quickly took myself back off it because I realized I was attracting the same kind of person because that's where I was. I realized I had to do the work. And so, you know, I keep going back to the dating scene, but it's more importantly, you know, you are where you are, you know, stop being so hard on yourself. You just forgive. You have to be able to willing to forgive yourself. Okay. I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. There is no such thing as perfect. Only God is perfect. So, that's it. All right. Now I learned, I realized I'm going to stop and I'm going to do what I need to do and spend some time. And, you know, you may slip up, but that's the journey. Absolutely. That's the beautiful journey of life. Absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head with something that I had talked to people about where, you know, you're, you're attracting some of the same stuff because people don't understand that this healing journey is so, so important and so vital for you to meet new healthy people because if you're not healthy or on some sort of health journey yourself, how are you supposed to recognize it with other people? Right? We have to understand that all of us, every single one of us have some limiting beliefs and have some things that we've been through. And if the person 
doesn't recognize that in themselves and if the person doesn't then and you're attracting that because you, you don't recognize the difference and that's where a lot of people's trust issues come in i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead no no no, no. you're perfect I, I just thought of, i'm cutting you off so <laughs> i thought of you know the, the the metaphor the example that i use is you know it's like a radio station you know mm-hmm. you're playing you know you turn it on in your fm 96.5 and that's where you are vibrating at. That's mm-hmm. where your limiting beliefs are. That's where your frequency is at. But you want to attract 101. Mm-hmm. You really want that because you know what in your head, what that healthy looks like, right? Mm-hmm. But you're at 96.5. You're not going to get 101.5 unless you raise your vibrational frequency to that level. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, and, and sometimes we're at 101.5, but we're really attracted to 96.5. Yeah. And we're like, we got to catch ourselves. Wait a minute. Am I willing to lower my vibrational frequency to go to that? You know, I mean, I recently, you know, uh, my, my friend had to remind me, you know, she met somebody that I had kind of gone on a few dates with. And she says, nice guy, but, you know, you realize you're going to have to lower your vibrations to mm-hmm. match this. And, and that's the language we speak. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I know that. Okay. Yeah. That's not a good idea. Let's, yeah. you know, we can lovingly be friends and from apart and yeah. just because I, I know the work. I'm trying to do, and I know the journey I'm on, and I'm I'm a long way from where I'm, where I think I'm going to be, mm-hmm. where I strive to be. But if I'm just stuck here, then where am I going? Exactly, and, and the, the whole vibration, you know, it that is so key and so vital, and it and explains a whole lot because when you change that station, it may not be what you're used to, right? It may not be your comfort zone. Yes. Right. Yes. But the reality of it is, is that the longer you stay in that new system, that new vibration, the more comfortable you're going to be with it. And a lot of people, and, and, and I've been through it, I'm sure you've been through it, where you finally meet someone that is healthy, uh, whether it be a friend or a romantic relationship. And it's in the beginning, it's uncomfortable. Right. Because you're not used to someone who's communicating. You're sitting there waiting for the other shoe to drop and it just doesn't, you know, and it's just a completely different dynamic. I have to admit, I'm still waiting for that one. I haven't met him yet. So it'll be I'm waiting to be challenged in that way, because unfortunately, you know, yeah, it's again and it's not because of them. It's because I think I have been vibrating at a low frequency, which it's just been comfortable for me, you know. And so, yes, I may know better. But it's one thing to intellectually know, but it's another to really walk the walk right. and talk the talk, exactly. right? That's where I am. Likewise, romantically, but I think both of us, it sounds like both of us have met good, healthy friendships at mm-hmm. this point, Absolutely. right? Where we, where we know that we still, to at least confirm that belief system yes. of ours. Yes, right? 150%. Because yes, I have some incredible, mm-hmm. amazing, you know, friends, male and female that are, yeah, absolutely. You're so right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because one, one of the things I, I tell people is that there's honestly not a huge difference between a good, healthy friendship and a good, healthy romantic relationship. Really, the biggest difference is that one, one of them you want to have sex with, the other one you don't. That's funny. It's, way, that's, it's, really, it's really how, how it should be, right? If we, if we have good, healthy, we, a lot of times we put our, our romantic relationships, they, we esteem them so high and we think that it should be all fireworks and this and that. No. And you I, know, don't want fireworks. Right. <laughs> I don't want 
fire. Fireworks fizzle and burn out. I don't exactly. want fireworks, right? The, the, the basis of a healthy, you know, relationship is a solid friendship, you know, right. mutual trust, respect, open communication. Bingo. Yeah. I mean, those are the three things that are, to me, the key to any healthy relationship, friendship, work, partnership, relationship, romantic or not. I think those are the three components. Yeah. Absolutely. Easier than done though. It's a lot of work. It is. It is. Cause going back to that frequency, it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have to get used to that new comfort zone yeah. and that, that is very, very difficult to do. But once you start vibrating in that, you know, for a minute and that becomes your norm, then, then anything else, it's like, yeah, with, with loving respect, I'm going to set my boundaries and exactly. go away because I'm not inviting that in my space. Exactly. Well, Nita, we want to thank you very, very much for coming on. Uh, you, you did absolutely amazing. And uh, I think this is, this is uh, great content for everyone that listens to this and, uh, we appreciate you so much. And if you just want to give some, any closing thoughts that you might have. I think just, you know, respect yourself, mm-hmm. you know, love yourself, respect yourself, offer yourself the same courtesy, which is forgiveness, kindness, compassion, self-love. You know, we're very, we're very generous and we're willing to give it to our kids. We're willing to give it to our friends, but we're not really willing to offer that to ourselves. And mm-hmm. I think it starts with us. To me, I really believe that you can't give to others what you're not willing to give yourself. Yep. And if your cup is empty, what are you going to pour from? Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head because that's something I, I tell people as well, that oftentimes we'll offer people love and advice. And, and you know, we, it's common knowledge that people will say that I don't take my own advice, mm-hmm. but you deserve the same level of love that you would give to other people. And that's what self-love actually looks like. So you hit the yeah. nail on the head. So thank you very much again. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Anita, and your website is Anita Ladani at uh, anitaladani.com. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, okay. thank you very much, yeah, and we will talk again soon. Absolutely. Tell me, dream big. It's all we take with us in the